Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Time to get up to date on everything important that happened across St. Louis today. It's the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX. Our top local story on this Tuesday, April 25th, lawmakers are calling for a cleanup the Army Corps of Engineers suggests is not needed. The Army Corps of Engineers released a report today showing Jana Elementary School in Florissant is safe from a radiological standpoint after testing both inside and outside the buildings on the closed campus. As they issued the report, St. Louis Congresswoman Cori Bush announced legislation to require the Army Corps test the entire Hazelwood School District for radioactive contamination and to clean up Jana Elementary. Her bill is like the one Senator Josh Hawley's hoping to get passed in the U.S. Senate this week. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Received a summons for jury duty in St. Louis City? Well, chances are you might not be chosen for a trial because fewer criminal cases are going to trial. Typically, Mondays are the day several hundred potential jurors report for duty in the morning and afternoon. But Monday, 312 reported, but only one group of a few dozen were selected for a trial. There were 10 trials on the docket and a case that made a plea deal. CAMOX has learned this is the result of far fewer criminal cases being heard, a direct correlation to the staffing issues in the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office. As of right now, there are 700 criminal cases pending. Frequently, those cases are being dismissed and then charges refiled or in other cases, dismissed completely. Maria Kina, KMOX News. And stay tuned. We'll go in-depth on this coming up later up in the newscast. The recent surge of new car washes prompted the St. Louis County Council to approve an ordinance today to separate them by at least one mile. Councilman Ernie Trakis introduced the bill. I can speak for District 6 intimately that we've had an unbelievable proliferation of efforts to put car washes in almost every available section. He notes Lindbergh Boulevard is especially popular with car wash companies. The ordinance only applies to standalone washes, not those associated with dealerships or gas stations. The man accused of killing Cash App founder and St. Louis native Bob Lee plans to plead not guilty in San Francisco. Nina Momeni's arraignment was delayed today for the second time. Momeni is a tech business owner and new Lee. His lawyer says he is not guilty and there is more to the story. Police say they have a witness and video evidence. Joe McCullough spent 24 years as a police officer before he enrolled in law school. He'll assume the office of St. Charles County Prosecutor next week. My main focus in this position is going to be on the victims, keeping them informed as to what's going on and helping them through the process so they know what's going on, why it's going on, what our disposition is and why we are are you know, recommending dispositions or why we are doing what we're doing in the case. McCullough says he'll also contact St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's office and offer assistance to handle backlog cases. He says he went to law school with the intention of becoming St. Charles County Prosecutor, which became a reality when he was appointed to the position vacated by Tim Lomar's resignation. A murder in Collinsville upsets a quiet residential street in a town that averages about one murder per year. This is Kevin Killeen in Collinsville on the street where the killing took place. It's just a block from police headquarters. One resident here, a man, says he was watching a sporting event on TV Monday night around 7 when he heard four shots and he ran outside. And this ex-Marine says in less than 30 seconds, he witnessed that the person who was shot was dead on the sidewalk, lying in a pool of blood. Police identify him as 19-year-old Vaden Hawks. Three people have been arrested who ran off, fourth being sought. The motive for the killing is not known. 
The Missouri ACLU is trying to block an emergency rule that restricts gender-affirming health care for adults and children. The rule, written by Attorney General Andrew Bailey under a consumer protection law, is scheduled to go into effect on Thursday. The ACLU and attorneys representing transgender Missourians have asked a county judge to stop the first-of-its-kind rule from taking effect. Lambda Legal Senior Attorney Kara Engelhart. We filed to enable a slowdown and a discussion in the courts about the marriage here, of which we think there are none. Under the rule, doctors would have to provide a long list of potential negative side effects of gender-affirming treatments. Christopher Cruz, CBS News. For years, people who suffer severe allergic reactions have had to rely on needles to get life-saving medication, but now the FDA wants to hear whether a nasal spray would be a better alternative. The Food and Drug Administration is considering approval of Nephi, a nasal spray form of epinephrine. Dr. Jim Wedner, professor of medicine in allergy and immunology at Washington University, University School of Medicine says in a life-threatening emergency, using auto-injectors to inject yourself or a loved one in the thigh can be problematic. It requires thinking about it. You have to take it off. You have to remember to use it correctly because you don't want to put the thing backwards so that you get the epinephrine in your thumb, which can occur. Wedner tells KMOX studies of an epinephrine nasal spray are promising. The FDA is taking comments from families until Thursday. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. The KMOX business desk for all the fears about regional banks, one that had been soliciting large deposits a few weeks ago, appears to be doing fine today. Kansas City-based UMB Financial Corporation, which owns UMB Bank, reported revenue that beat Wall Street expectations, $378 million versus the forecast $370 million. Earnings of $1.91 a share met expectations. As the news continues on KMOX, fewer criminal trials are being heard, a direct result of the staffing shortages in the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office. KMOX's Maria Kina has received new information on cases that have already been processed from January through March. And Maria joins us live right now. Maria, you did a sunshine request for this information, correct? And, And what did you find out? That's correct, Michael. I did. Um, And it's very complicated. Lots of numbers here. We'll go January to March, 335 cases. Of those, 224 have been pleas. Out of that, 14 have received jury verdicts. There's been one bench trial out of that. 42 were nolly processed, which means the prosecutor declined to process. And then we also have 54, and that falls under a, a, a category called other. And those are cases that are disposed by year, not necessarily all pending in the circuit, though. So that's 335 cases. That's where they stand right now from January through March. But still pending Class A and B felonies, those cases right now are at 900, Michael. And so what does this tell us uh, in terms of, uh, you know, where these cases are coming from, where they're going, what the result is? Uh, you mentioned some get a verdict, some go to trial, some get nellied. Uh, maybe explain what that means. Uh, you know, people are wondering with the circuit attorney's office, are these cases making it to trial? Are some of these where a prosecutor doesn't show up? How do, how do these break down? Well, those nolly cases are the ones where the prosecutor is outright refused to prosecute. They, they won't even bring it to trial. The other ones, like that 224 pleas from January through March, of the cases that have been presented, that represents 66.9%. 224 of them have been pleaded. So 14 have actually had jury verdicts. That's a pretty low verdict, um, a pretty low number, I should say, rather than a verdict, uh, for that many cases. So what's happening is, you know, now we've been hearing this number that there are two prosecutors 
that are left in the circuit attorney's office. That's not completely accurate. There are about five or six right now that are in there, but not all of those attorneys are criminal attorneys. In particular, one hadn't even tried a criminal case until recently, was not a jury trial uh, attorney. So, so you've got some issues here where there's just ridiculous amounts of caseloads that are pending and, and the assistant and the circuit attorneys are getting hit with over 100 cases. In one particular case, they had three cases on the same day. Well, obviously, the prosecutor can't be in three places at once to try three different cases. So what's happening when jurors are coming in, you're not seeing the normal amount of jurors get called for cases because you don't have that many cases that are actually being processed or are going to trial at this point. Yeah, Maria, that's something with uh, St. Louis City. The, the the joke is that when you move into the city, you better be prepared to do jury service. It's almost guaranteed a small number of people, lots of trials. So those uh, notices go out for jurors and it's uh, expected that people will get them. But uh, so it sounds like, though, when you show up, there are a lot more jurors uh, who will be there than the, the number of uh, cases that they need jurors for. Yeah, that's certainly how it was on Mondays. Uh, they bring in two groups, a morning and an afternoon group. And normally you would see that first morning group pretty much get called out. The divisions call down. They tell you they need 40, 50 jurors. That has changed a little bit since COVID. Uh, they revamped that a little bit, the jury supervisor's office. So people are not sitting there for days on end. So for instance, if you went in on Monday and didn't get called for a case, chances are you'd still be there Tuesday waiting. That's not the case now. If they don't have those cases for the jurors to go into where the trial is ready to go, they will not. They will let those jurors go. KMOX's Maria Kina with the story about uh, the number of prosecutors in the circuit attorney's office, the number of cases that make it to trial versus uh, pleading out or finding some other avenue, uh, and then what happens to those who show up for jury duty. Thank you so much for walking us through this, Maria. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app. And Megan's got an update in the morning.